he said, tell people to praise me according to my reputation. So, so I was just in Louisiana preaching to a bunch of preachers and I said, why don't you praise the Lord according to his reputation? And some of them praised him and some of them just looked around. But I'm just wondering, how is God's reputation in your life? Why don't you praise him according to his reputation? Come on, if he's been good to you, lift him up and give him a big praise. Amen. If you're ready for the word, shout, I'm ready. If you're able, if you stand for the reading of God's word, that's just my custom. Here's what I believe. I believe everybody in the house today and everybody under the sound of my voice by live stream, you are made for more. How many of you believe in Jesus' name you're made for more? I believe that with every beat of my heart. The enemy wants to hold you from that, but God has been speaking to us. Last week was incredible. The grape was wanted, washed, wounded, winnowed, and waiting and poured into the wineskin. How many of you believe God's got a wineskin for you? Amen. But in my life, you know, when I've looked around and started thinking, man, there ought to be more, it's really the Lord's way of telling me there ought to be more. It's not that I'm not grateful. Anybody grateful for everything God's done for you? But it's just the Lord's way of telling me I don't need to settle. So we're going to go somewhere today. We're going to talk about Jacob and Esau. We're coming from Genesis 25. In verse 29, it said that Jacob cooked a stew and Esau came in from the field and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with, the, with that same red stew for I am weary. Therefore, his name is called Edom. But Jacob said, sell your birthright to me as of this day your birthright somebody say birthright and Esau said look I'm about to die you have been so hungry you felt like you were about to die he said so what is this birthright to me that birthright in all actuality was everything then Jacob said swear to me this day so he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob and Jacob gave Esau bread and the stew of lentils then he ate it and drank and arose and went on his way Thus Esau despised his birthright. Somebody say birthright. Then verse 33, then Isaac in chapter 27, then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted gain and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I blessed him, and indeed he shall be blessed. Jacob had come in and received Esau's patriarchal blessing. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came, and with deceit has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob, for he has supplanted me these two times? He took away my birthright, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. The birthright and the blessing here are tied together. And he said, have you not reserved any blessing for me? Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, indeed I have made him your master and all his brethren I have given to him as your servants with grain and wine I have sustained him. What shall I do for you now, my son? And Esau said to his father, have you only one blessing, just one blessing, my father, bless me. Me also, O oh my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. I want to talk to you again today, uh, further along the lines about made for more. 
But I'm going to preach a message called Born Again to be Blessed. Do you realize that you were born in sin? We all were. And we were born to be cursed, but we are born again through Jesus to be blessed. How many of you believe you are born again to be blessed? When God saved you, he had your blessing in mind. Slip up your hand and let's pray. Father, thank you for anointing me to preach and people to hear. Have your way. Show us that we've not been born again to survive. We've been born again to be blessed. And we thank you for it. Somebody give the Lord the ovation of the morning. Come on, give him a, give him a shout. Okay, you can be seated today. I want to spend some time teaching from the life of Jacob and Esau. I'll probably hang my hat there for a couple of weeks, but hear me. Both of these brothers, Jacob and Esau, are attached to the lineage and line of Abraham. He's their grandfather. Both most assuredly are without a doubt in a position and in a place where they should understand that they are made for more. How many of you feel like you're made for more? Anybody in the room? And according to our text, we read about two things. We read about a birthright and a blessing. And what we see here are actually two different things. One is the birthright, and this is what Esau was born with as the eldest son. And this birthright was very precious, and Esau sold it. And the other came because of the birthright, and it was the patriarchal blessing. So Esau sold his birthright, and Jacob stole his blessing. And you may be saying, well, Pastor, what's the difference? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Hallelujah. Because the birthright that Esau sold was very precious. And let me just simplify it and explain to you what the birthright is. The birthright entitles the son or the daughter to a double portion of the father's inheritance, a double portion. It gave rule and authority. You became the patriarch and the priest of the house after your father's death. You became chief of the chosen family, an heir to the promised blessings that are tied all the way back to Abraham. And you were able to invoke the blessing of Abraham on others. Now this was the greatest privilege this side of heaven, to be connected to that birthright. And this man sold it for a bowl of chili. Come on, somebody. And you might be wondering what this has to do with you. Pastor, what does this have to do with me and the fact that I'm made for more? See, the reality is that as born-again believers, we now have a covenant birthright. We've been born again. We were born into sin. But because of Jesus, we are born again. The Bible said we're not born again through flesh and blood. We don't enter our mother's womb. But we are born again through the gift and, and cross of Jesus Christ. And we are born again. We are made anew. Our past is erased. We start all over. We're like a baby. Hallelujah. Without a sin, without a past, without a problem that would connect us to our past. We are born again. We don't have any of that attached to us. We are new creatures. We are brand new. Hallelujah. That's our covenant. That's our birthright. And I want to tell you something. My born again birthright connects me, watch this now, to a double portion from the Father. That means I don't just survive. 
I walk with more than enough. That gives me authority through Jesus. I become a priest under the Lord and I'm an heir to every blessing of heaven. And not only am I an heir to every blessing of heaven, I'm able to bless others. Hallelujah. Man, if that doesn't convince you, you're made for more than nothing will. Don't underestimate the power of your salvation. Don't underestimate the power, listen to me, of being connected to your father. This is your birthright. That means I have rights. Mm. Put your hand on your chest and say, I have rights. I have the right to claim with his stripes I am healed. I have the right to declare no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. I have the right to bind demons and devils. I have the right to speak to mountains and the mountains have to be removed. I have the right to see my children saved. I have the right to see my mind renewed. I have the right to step into a new season. It's all in the birthright. Somebody make a little noise if you know you have rights today that's why you can't act like you the devil can push you around you've got power over the devil you have rights in the name of Jesus now in this Old Testament context Esau sold his birthright his right as the eldest now now he sold his birthright but Jacob stole the blessing now what's the difference between the birthright and the blessing Isaac pronounced a blessing over Jacob he said I'm gonna bless you with the dew of heaven the fatness of the earth plenty of corn and wine people will serve you nations will bow down to you you will lord over your brethren your mother's sons will bow down to you cursed be everyone that curses you and blessed be everyone that blesses you he, he was blessed with refreshing he was blessed with perpetual favor he was blessed with abundance and kingly authority and this is what Esau lost this is what Jacob took but understand this he lost access to both when he lost his birthright this thing deteriorated when he sold his birthright see as long as you possess the birthright you are promised revival refreshing abundance authority and whoever curses you will be cursed and whoever blesses you will be blessed tell your neighbor that's why you better be nice to me come on you you better be nice to me do you know who my daddy is you better be nice to me do you know what my daddy has said about me you better be nice to me see the truth of the matter is this man got in trouble when he relinquished his birthright because when he relinquished his birthright he lost access to his blessing the Bible said in Hebrews 12 16 Esau who saw the birthright for a single meal that would have had to been a good meal you're gonna sell your birthright for a single meal now let me tell you this Friday we splurge on Fridays on Fridays I am not judged on Fridays I can eat whatever I want to eat throughout the week I have to eat baked chicken and grilled chicken and grilled fish I'm telling you when I go to heaven I'm on cluck or fly can I get a witness because that's what I'm supposed to eat, but on Friday. Friday, we don't judge one another. Friday, we don't talk about each other. Friday, we eat whatever we want. This Friday, my wife took me to a restaurant called the Rose Villa. Hallelujah. Their specialty is fried chicken. 
I'm telling you, my brothers and my sisters, I sat down there and I grabbed me a biscuit and put some butter on it, some honey butter, glory to God. And then they brought the chicken. And I'm telling you, there was mashed potatoes there. I never got to them. There was greens there. I never got to the greens. I ate two thighs, a breast and two wings. And I said, look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. And it was good, but I tell you this, I would never sell my birthright for it. As good as it was, I would never sell my relationship with the Father for it. And can you imagine for a bowl of beans, that had to have been some good beans. You better have some cornbread with them beans. Come on, somebody. He sold it for just a bowl of beans. Understand me. He, he, he got himself in trouble. He sold all the birthrights of the oldest son for a single meal, one trans translation says for a morsel of food and do you know when he really got himself in trouble when he chose the sensual listen now he chose the sensual over the spiritual he, he began to feed his flesh he was only concerned about his flesh and anytime somebody say anytime Anytime we choose the sensual over the spiritual, we are selling our birthright as born-again believers. We're selling our salvation. He valued a bowl of chili over its, his own birthright. And the truth is he proved what he was hungry for. You can tell a lot about people by watching what they're hungry for. If you get more hungry for stuff and things and applause and things that satisfy your flesh, than you are for Jesus then something has gone wrong that's why in Hebrews 12 16 this man Esau is described as profane the Bible says in Genesis 25 30 it says that Esau said to Jacob please feed me with that same red stew for I am weary therefore his name is called Edom and Edom means red or flesh he was a slave to his sensual nature and he was profane and when someone is profane, they place no value on what is holy and sacred. And this birthright that he had, it was a sacred thing. Birthrights in those days. They were sacred. And being born again today as a Christian, as a child of God, it's a sacred thing. It is your identity. It's what you're connected to. This birthright was a big part of who Esau was. You, you did not want to disconnect him from his birthright. And let me tell you, you can't disconnect Jim Rayleigh from his birthright. I am born again. I am a Christian. I am a child of God. Are there any children of the Father in the house today. Yeah, you, you, you don't really know me if you don't know me in the fact that I am connected to Jesus. He is my all in all. He is my birthright. Before I am a white man, a Caucasian, whatever you want to call me, a cracker. Come on, somebody. Call me whatever you got to call me. But if you only know me by my, the pigmentation of my skin, then you really don't know me. Because in this room, we are more than red, yellow, black, and white. We are more than Hispanic. We are 
more than African American. We are more than Asian. We are more than Caucasian. We are more than Democrat. We are more than Republican. We are more than independent. If you only know me by a political persuasion, then you don't really know me. If you only know the schools that I matriculated through, then you really don't know me. If you only know me by my vocation, you really don't know me. Because the essence of who I am is this. I am a child of the King. I am a son of the living God. I am an heir and a joint heir with Jesus. That's why when you look in this room, you see all kind of people, all kind of backgrounds, all kind of faces, and all kind of places. Because there is something in this place that is greater than, than we are. The thing that unites us is greater than what the enemy wants to use to, you, to divide us. And it is the fact that we are connected by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And we are the same. Hallelujah. Don't judge me on the pigmentation of my skin. I am more than the color of my skin. I am more than my background. I am more than my culture. I am more than the job that I do. I'm more than the vocation that I, I'm more than my degree. I'm I'm more than the opinions of what people think of me. I'm more than my social media following. I'm more than how many Instagram likes I get. I am a child of God. That is my identity. Where are the Christians at? Where are the born-again believers at? Where are the ones that know you are saved and that's what you are before you are anything else? One, two, three. Give God a praise if you're thankful for your birthright. Ooh, I didn't mean to do all that. But I'm glad that that's who I am. And if you don't know that about me, you don't even know me. See, here's what the Bible said. That Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and he drank and he arose and he went his way. I never want to go my way if my way means I'm not going God's way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Despised there means he counted it as worthless. When we choose the sensual over the spiritual, immoral relationships, unrighteous living, booty calls, I didn't know, oh, come unholy actions, improper attitudes, controlled by our desires and not by our purpose and who we are. When we let our thought life get polluted, we forfeit our birthright and we devalue it and never undervalue your birthright as a born again child of God. And your birthright is sacred. Man, the fact that you're a Christian, look at me, young man, it is a sacred thing. It is a precious thing. And not only did Esau devalue his birthright, he, he even went against the instructions of his mother and father. He married two Hittite women. Tell your neighbor, you gotta watch them Hittite women. Come on. All the single men, you better be careful with them Hittite women. I don't know if there's any in church, but I hope not. Come on, somebody. He married a Hittite woman, and then he married Ishmael's daughter and tied himself to Ishmael's line. What does that mean? That means he tied himself to a line of people that were not yoked with Jehovah. What are you trying to say? I'm saying be careful about who you get yoked up with because you are made for more. That's why you can't run with just everybody. That's why you can't hang out with just everybody. The Bible calls it unequally yoked. Come on, somebody. Now, now racist people say, you know, you're unequally yoked if you marry somebody outside of your race. Liar, liar, pants on fire. That, that, there's no truth in that. You're not unequally yoked. If, if, a, if an African-American marries a, 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 an Asian or a, or a white person marries an African-American, I ain't worried about that, man. This skin thing is a 
sin thing. Can I get a witness over it? That kind of stuff don't matter. And if you're still tripping over skin tone and skin color and pigmentation, you're probably in the wrong church on the wrong day with the wrong pastor. But if you hang out, we'll help you. Hallelujah. We'll just help you because we all love each other up in here. And we ain't unequally yoked. That's a bunch of mm-hmm. Tell your neighbor, that's a bunch of, mm-hmm, can I get a witness in the house? That's just, that, that, that's not, that doesn't mean that you're unequally yoked. Unequally yoked, let me explain that. Let me help you. In Bible days, when people would plow the fields, they would yoke oxen together, two oxen that would plow. And, and you had to yoke oxen of the same size because if you had a big, big oxen flowing with a small, small oxen, the plow line would not come out straight because there would be the constant pull of them trying to go a different direction so you had to get two equal size oxen to, to, to plow a straight line here's what I've come to understand it, it, you, you could not have a legitimate harvest unless you were yoked to the right oxen and listen to me being unequally yoked will mess up your harvest Preach, Pastor Rayleigh. Hanging out with people who don't love what you love and pursue what you pursue, that will jack up your harvest. I can love everybody, but I'm not going to be yoked up with everybody. Don't make me come down there and shout myself down. I can't hang out with everybody. I can't be close, close friends with everybody. I'm going to be kind to you. I'll have dinner with you. I'll do exactly what Jesus did. I'm going to love the sinner, but at the end of the day, I want to yoke up with people who are going where I'm going. Some of you in this room have, have had issues with your harvest, and you're not seeing what you want to see. You need to look around at who you're hanging out with because birds of a feather feather flock together if you want a snapshot of your future look at who you're running with right now but here's what I see coming I see the gift of right relationships coming into your life in the next season Oh, can I get a witness? I see right connections, right relationships. I believe that there are people going to come to you in the next six months that are going to be critical, critical, critical to your harvest. I dare you to praise God for what he's going to bring in your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why that relationship didn't work. You were unequally yoked. That's why you couldn't connect to that clique in that club because you would have been unequally yoked. But God said where you got to go, you got to get yoked with the right people. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God is about to bring you some relationships that will release the harvest that he has in your life. Somebody give God a shout if you believe it. That's why you need to get in a small group at Calvary. You need to get yoked with some born again, Holy Ghost filled, devil binding, demon authority, taking, taking authority over demons that will say your children can be saved, your, your, your work can be restored, and you can see the prosperity of God in your life. Somebody give God praise for right relationships. It's going to release a harvest. I said it's going to release a harvest. So, so here's the deal. Be careful who you get yoked up with. You are made for more. 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 Don't yoke up with those who are satisfied with less. When you are made for more, don't yoke up with people who are satisfied with less. You will sell your identity as a son when the short-term pleasure becomes more important than God's long-term plan. 
when what you desire in the short term becomes more precious to you than God's long-term plan. As believers, we got to realize how necessary it is for us to hold tightly to the birthright. Hold tightly to the fact that you are born again. Don't let it go. Our birthright is Christians. It tells us we are heirs according to the promise of Abraham and the promise of Jesus. We are joint heirs with Jesus. We have healing power authority we are heirs of eternal life and the kingdom of god in him all things are ours our inheritance is incorruptible it's undefiled it will never fade away and all of this is sacred by our birthright it comes to us because we are connected to the birthright our birthright is christians is powerful but get your mind around this thing Esau had this birthright and his blessing was stolen. When he, when he sold his birthright, his blessing was stolen. I want to explain this and make the connection here. This is deep and I know you can keep up because remember the story, Jacob deceived Isaac with mama's help. And mama helped him steal Esau's blessing. Esau had gone out to catch some game and he was planning on coming back and receiving the patriarchal blessing from his father. And mama heard about it. And when she heard about it, she, she got Jacob to, to put on Esau's clothes and put on goatskin because Jacob was more of, a, of the creative kind. He stayed home with mama and cooked, come on. And Esau went out hunting and he was hairy and stanky come on somebody I don't know if he was stinky but I'm just trying to make sure you're listening come on Esau went out and they, they were different kind of men so so Jacob he puts on Esau's clothes and goat skin and hair and the old man said come here let me touch you and let me smell you and, and he was fooled one little side note there just cause it smells good and it looks good don't mean it is good come on somebody when Esau had his identity stolen, he, he, he lost his blessing. That moment when, when Esau, years before, had his identity stolen, when he lost his birthright, he lost his blessing. You think, well, man, Jacob stole his blessing. No, his blessing and his birthright were connected together. And when he lost his birthright, when he sold it, he lost his blessing. The patriarchal blessing was powerful. It promised the dew of heaven, refreshing, the fatness of the earth, plenty of corn, plenty of wine. It promised abundance. It promised that you would have authority. People will serve you. Nations will bow down to you. Your family will hold you in esteem. It promised authority. It promised this, that cursed would everyone be who curses you, and blessed would everyone be that blesses you. It promised divine favor. And all this was stolen. This was the blessing that was stolen because the blessing was attached to the birthright. Countless people have lost their God-promised blessing they've had it stolen and they don't even know it and the reason that they've had it stolen is because they sold their birthright they've had their blessing robbed from them because they've sold their birthright they, they've given up on being born again they walked away from salvation and they're being robbed. Have you ever seen people being robbed of the good things of God and they don't even realize it because a thief comes but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. And anytime you sell your birthright, the devil will steal your blessing and your right for more and the more that you were made for. Anytime you walk away from salvation, anytime you walk away and say, devil, I, I would rather have you. I would rather have that momentary opportunity 
opportunity. I'll walk away from my salvation and then you wonder why you ain't blessed. And then you wonder why things aren't happening. And then you wonder why you're not seeing a breakthrough. Oh, hear me in this house. Because you cannot claim the blessings of the Lord without your birthright. How many people are trying to live like hell but they're claiming the blessing of the Lord? The Bible said, lest there be any fornicator or profound or a profane person like Esau who for one morsel of food sold his birthright for you know that afterward when he wanted to inherit the blessing the Bible said in Hebrews he was rejected he wanted to inherit the blessing but he was rejected why because in verse 16 he sold his birthright you can't claim the blessing without the birthright you can't claim the benefits of a son and not be a son because watch this, a birthright indicates family relationship. When you have a birthright, it's because you are connected. It's a family relationship. Let me tell you, there's three right here on this front row, and there's one more, and they're all named Rayleigh. And the Rayleighs are blessed because they're connected to Big Daddy. Come on, somebody. They are connected to the Father. My wife has got it. She told me, she said, I saved you so much money, I went to anthropology. Now, anthropology meant something else else when I was growing up. Now anthropology means my bank account is going to get lighter. Can I get a witness? Because it is a women's store. But my wife said, I saved you so much money at anthropology because I bought this on clearance. It ain't about how much I you it cost you, honey. It's about how much I saved you. Can I get a witness in the house? You women are smart. But the truth is, she knows she can do that because she's connected. We have relationship. You take my credit card and go to anthropology apology me and you gonna go round and round can I get a witness cause you know me but you don't know me like that there are things that this girl gets she's my baby she's grown and beautiful but she's my baby and there's things she gets because we are in a relationship my buddy right here Paige there's things he get don't leave me hanging dog Hallelujah. There's things he gets because he is connected. He's mine. He belongs to me. He's Peyton R-A-L-E-Y. And there is relationship that we have. And because of that relationship, they are blessed. Here's what you've got to understand. Blessings flow from relationship. How many people are trying to claim the blessing of God and the promise of God, but they don't have no time to put in to have a relationship with God? God said, when you know me, you're in relationship with me. I, I wonder if there's anybody here that wants to be in relationship with God so that when it's time to be blessed, everything you need will be provided. If that's you, lift up a shout before the Lord right now. Relationship is the key to more. Many people are trying to claim the blessing of the covenant without the relationship of birthright. Now check this out. Satan can't steal your birthright. He can't steal your salvation. Don't you know if he could kill you, you'd already be dead? Don't you know if he could cause you not to be born again, you wouldn't be born again? Here's the truth. Some of y'all say, well, Pastor, Pastor Reddy, I just don't feel like I'm born again. I just ain't feeling it. I just don't feel it. I got up this morning, and I'm telling you, I did not feel like I was born again. And I just don't feel like I'm born again right now. Let me tell you something. You're not born again because you feel like it. 
You're not born again. Your emotions will carry you up and down. You're not born again because you feel like it. You are born again because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And you have to rise up and say, devil, you are a liar. I have a birthright. I am born again. I am a child of God. I don't go on my feelings. I go on what the word says. And the devil cannot steal your salvation. Stop worrying about the devil stealing your salvation. Let me tell you, if you're washed in the blood, if he touches you, he gets sanctified himself and he is not going to touch you because the blood sanctifies everything it touches and everything that touches it. The devil can't steal your birthright, but you can sell it. You can sell it for sensuality, for wrong uh, relationships. You can walk out and walk away. But here's what you've got to understand. If you sell your birthright, the devil will, he can and he will steal your blessing. No devil in hell can steal your birthright. But when you sell your birthright, the devil will steal your blessing. And Esau saw himself in that place. When he sold his birthright, his blessing was already forfeited. It was a foregone conclusion that he would lose the blessing. And the Bible said he wanted it back. In Hebrews 12, it said that he sought the blessing with tears. But he found himself in a position, y'all, and it was too late too late to even cry he asked his dad he asked his dad in Genesis 27 uh, 33 at through 38 he said Isaac trembled exceedingly and said to him son who is this where is he the one who hunted game and brought it to me I ate all of it before you came and I blessed him and indeed he shall be blessed and when Esau heard the words of his father he cried exceedingly and a bitter cry and he said father bless me also bless me me also oh my father but he said your brother came in with deceit and had taken away your your blessing and Esau said is he not rightly named Jacob for he has supplanted me both of these times he took away my birthright and now look he has taken away my blessing and he said have you not reserved the blessing for me dad then Isaac answered and said to Esau indeed I have made him your master and all the brethren I have given him and his, as his servants with grain and wine I have sustained him what shall I do now for you my son and Esau said to his father have you only one blessing just one I'll take whatever you've got just give me one bless me me also so my father and Esau lifted up his voice and wept he said I'll take whatever you've got he and here's the truth y'all here's where Esau messed up he wept over the loss of things when he should have wept over the loss of relationship when he should have been weeping over the fact that he had lost relationship with the Lord and if you could ever come to a place where you stop weeping over stuff and you began to weep over the loss of relationship. Don't weep over the car. God can give you another car. Don't weep over the relationship. God can give you another relationship. Don't weep over the house. God can give you another house. Don't weep over the job. God can give you another job. Don't weep. Come on, somebody. Weep over the fact that somewhere I lost my way. Somewhere I lost sight of who God was and what God could do. See, your blessing from God will flow from your relationship with God. 
God. And maybe it is severed. Esau didn't get another chance. But bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. My father loves the backslider. He loves the one that struggles. He opens the door and makes a way. Even when we mess up, he says, you can come back. I can restore you. But it's going to start with relationship. Somebody give God praise if you're thankful for that kind of God. <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't serve an Isaac God, but I serve a God who will pick me up and put me back together again. He looked at him and through tears, bitter tears, one translation says, my dad would call them scalding tears. Come on, his tears is more from your heart than your head. He cried bitter tears and he said, can't you give me any blessing? I'll take anything you give me. And his dad looked at him and said, you will have the fatness of the earth, you will have the dew of, her, of heaven and you will live by the sword. And these are strong blessings. But understand, every one of these blessings are natural blessings. They occur naturally. They occur in the natural realm. Jacob's blessings were altogether different. Esau's blessings only manifested in the natural way, in natural things. But Jacob's blessing was all-encompassing, not only in natural blessings, but supernatural blessings, diverse blessings. I don't know about you, but I want supernatural blessings. I don't, I don't want a blessing that I can figure out. I don't want a blessing that I can manufacture. I don't want a blessing that I can make happen. Listen, how many people do you know who serve, who don't serve God, but it looks like they're doing well? They make money, come on somebody. But I know people who make money, but they're still not blessed. I know people that's got everything they want, but they're still not blessed. They're driving rolls and Jags and, and Bentleys, but they're still not blessed because they're miserable because they're not in a right relationship and everything they've got, they've got in the natural way. But I'm telling you, many of the the blessings I need in my life, money cannot buy. I need more than natural blessings. I need supernatural blessings. I need a healer when I'm sick. I need a way when I'm lost. I need salvation when I'm in sin. I need power when I'm depleted. I need strength when I'm weak. I need joy when I'm sad. I need miracles, miracles, miracles. I need supernatural blessings. And that is the blessing of a sonship. When you are connected to God, somebody give the Lord a shout in here. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Holler at him, say neighbor. Say, I don't know about you, but I'm sure about me. I want it all. I need relationship. I need a relationship that gives me access to the whole blessing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want blessings that money came by. I want to see my lost children repent. I want to see crack addicts delivered. I want to see cancer dry up. I want to see the lost found. I want to see miracle signs and wonders. I want to see breakthroughs that I can't explain. I want to see stuff happen that I don't even know how it came to pass. I want to be able to say, look, I didn't do it in myself. I didn't make the way myself. Had it not been 
for the Lord on my side. He made a way. He opened the door. He saved my children. He healed my body. I got access to the whole blessing. I'm made for more. If you're made for more, give God a shout right now. Everybody stand to your feet. High five your neighbor and say, I'm made for more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born in sin. I was born in iniquity. I was born in unrighteousness. I was tied all the way back to Adam. When Adam messed up, we all got messed up. But 2,000 years ago, there came a man named Jesus, and he fixed what I couldn't fix. I may have been born in sin, but now I'm born again. I'm born again, born again. High five your neighbor and say, I'm born again. I'm not born again to survive. I'm not born again to get by. I'm not born again to barely make it, but I'm born again to be blessed because my blessing is attached to my birthright. My blessing is attached to my birthright. No more just surviving. No more just getting by. No more weeping myself to sleep at night. No more tears. No more, no more, no more. I am born again to be blessed. You better give God a shout if that's you. One, two, three, praise him in here. Born in sin, but born again to be blessed. Well, that's good preaching. I'm going to listen to that on YouTube. A few weeks ago, I was listening to a message on YouTube in my office. I fell out in the Holy Ghost. And I got up and looked at it, and it was me. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Here's the deal. Watch this now. That was funny, wasn't it? Y'all know I'm kidding. Birthright blessing. You're tripping if you're trying to claim the blessing without the birthright. I ain't trying to hate on you. I'm trying to love on you. And I'm telling you what. I have a birthright that connects me to Jesus. And I'm not going to settle for just anything when I've been promised everything. When did, when, did, when did Esau lose his blessing? The very moment he sold his birthright. And some of y'all lived this thing, man. I've lived it. Man, before I came to Christ and it really stuck, there were times I would start with the Lord and then I would sell out for something and all of a sudden I'd see, man, I'm not, I don't even feel blessed. This isn't even what I thought it was gonna be. I'm not being satisfied. Because you know what? When you sell your birthright, you forfeit your blessing. You're born again to be blessed. You're born again for more. You're made for more. 
Don't settle, Mom. Don't settle for one of your children. Say, not only will this one serve the Lord, but all my children will serve the Lord. I'm not just going to be fulfilled here. I'm going to see God bring me victory because it is my right. Heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here today, I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but you'd say, Pastor, pray for me because I feel like I've lost the birthright. Or maybe you've never established it. But if you've lost the birthright or you feel like you're not in relationship with God like you used to be and you want to get back there or you want to get in relationship with the Father, when I count to three, raise your hand. Are you ready? Pray for me, Pastor. One, two, three. Slip up your hand right now. Hands on every section. Lots of hands. Lots of hands. In the back? How about in the balcony? Yeah? I want everybody to take your hand right now and place it on your heart and pray this prayer after me loud and strong. Pray, Heavenly Father, loud and strong in Jesus' name. Please forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart. Wash it clean. Thank you, Lord. This is my birthright. Coming to you. And you restore me. And you make a way. And now, because I'm born again, I'm attached to the blessing. Old things are passed away. I'm born again to be blessed. And I give you praise. In Jesus' name. How about a hallelujah and a thank you, Jesus? And how about a shout? Man, has church not been awesome today? How about a shout? Come on, if you're glad that you're born again, how about a shout? Reach over and touch your neighbor's shoulder. I'm going to go back to the back. Pastor Troy will tell you about it. He's going to share a little something with you. This coming Wednesday is Revival Wednesday. Come with me. Let's have revival. I want to see the great crowd. Listen, come early. Get you a good seat. Get you a good meal. Let's hang out together. I love you. How many of y'all excited about Jesus? All right. Come Wednesday night. Let's celebrate him. Come on, Pastor Troy. All right. Pastor Riley is about to leave. You just go out these back doors. He's going to go to the left. There's a room there. It's our guest information room. If you're our guest today, you don't mind, just stop by a minute. Let him shake your hand. Our, our team will give you some information. Just love on you a little bit. Tell you a little bit about the church. If you can stop and do that, we'd appreciate it. A couple quick announcements. One being Growth Track. Growth Track is how you get involved. A lot of people say, well, I don't really know this church is so big. How do I get involved? Growth Track is it. It teaches you exactly what we do, why we do it, how we do it, and how you can get involved, everything about it. Pastor Ellie and Pastor Don will be teaching the first session this coming Sunday. We do it every single month. It starts the first Sunday of the month. You can go be a part of that. You can sign up online. Uh, you can sign up in the back or just show up, and they'll sign you up when you get there. It's during first service starting next Sunday. If you want to be in there, Pastor Ellie and Pastor Don would be there. That is your opportunity to do it. Also, remember small groups. Pastor Ellie's talked a whole lot about relationship today, right? We have small groups. You need to be involved in a small group. All you have to do is go online, and you can see there's about a hundred and something of them. You can find one that'll fit where you are, where you live, and what you like. You all right with that? All right. I want to pray for you, but after I get through done praying, I want to tell you about Revival Wednesday. Pastor Ellie's already spoke about it, but it's going to be extremely powerful. We've got a guest speaker coming in. It's going to be a great and awesome time to be together, and I sure hope to see you there this coming Wednesday. But let's pray. Father, we love you so much. God, we thank you, God, for teaching us about the blessing that you have on our lives and then what we can do with that blessing. God, we, we, we don't get the blessing just to hold it in. 
We get it to share it with others. So God, I pray as we leave here today, we do just that. And we can just do life together in our groups and all the things that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Give us one second. They're going to show you a video. God is not just the God of just enough. He's the God of more than enough. He's the God of Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly, abundantly, above. He wants to do greater things than you can ever believe for, dream for, ask for, desire for, think up. Our God is bigger than any prayer you pray, and every answer to your prayer will always be greater than the prayer you prayed. Get your hopes up. Hallelujah. That's this Wednesday. Don't forget. See you there. Love you guys.